Hello and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner and this is my podcast where every episode we come up with a playlist for a different life event, moment, occasion, feeling, what have you. Always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for walking around after a breakup with my special guest, (laughs) my first Oscar nominated guest. Emily Gordon. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for introducing me properly. I mean, my goodness. It's very exciting um, as, as, a, as a podcaster and as your friend. I'm just tickled by it so I'm much. very excited, too. And I'm very excited uh, to talk about walking around, about, around after breakups because I kind of formulated my whole personality around this exact theme. Yeah. You you were excited to pick. Th- I, I don't even think this was even one that I had pitched you. I, I've pitched this to other people. <laughs> And they're and everybody's always like, no, no, no. And I think I pitched you other ones, and you were like, yeah, okay, maybe one of those. Or walking around after breakup. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh, I found someone to do it. I like a, a morose walk around. Yeah. A morose walkabout is maybe one of my favorite. And I'm very happily married and have been for many years, so I kind of just have to do it in my fantasies now. Well, and that's why I have uh, paramedics on call waiting for me, <laughs> because while this is a thought experiment for you, I am still in the in the oh. thick of, of single life. So, uh, you know, it, no, not a recent breakup, though, no, right? No, okay, no. we'll see. <laughs> We're okay. No, no, no. Single life is also great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> all the great. things are yeah, great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I and I also think having lived in big cities, the walk around is a big part of it. Also, it's I have lived in the country also and been broken up with and broken up, uh, and uh, it is not a good walk around. Yeah, uh, no. Like you go to the mall, you walk around for a bit. They tell you to leave, and then you don't have anywhere to go, and then you're just in your car, and the drive around is not as good. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got. You got to have because you can get sad while you're walking around, but you're moving. Yeah. Your body's moving. Y- y- you're in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe a couple times you sit down. Maybe. And and feel real sad. Maybe you cry when maybe you sit you down. Cry. <laughs> Maybe maybe, maybe it's eat. a busy street where you've sat down. Yeah, and it's bizarre to people. Like in the street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all yeah, right then. Yeah. No, okay. No, <laughs> not never in the street for me. I don't. Know. You know, you, pa- you pass through a park. Maybe yeah. do. Maybe you pass through a bakery or two. Yeah. Get some snacks. I feel like it's also an aspect of having a planned breakup. Like you've gone to a place because it didn't usually ha- happen. Like in a house, like oh, a at breakup itself. Yeah, the breakup. Like, okay, I feel like it, this is like you've met someplace for a breakup. That's interesting because what I'm thinking is okay after a breakup, I spend a couple weeks doing this. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. not immediately after breakup. Yeah. This is like this is how I process a breakup. Yeah, I do that too. In the weeks and months after a breakup, I, I when my first uh, marriage ended. Uh, and I was quite young. There was one day and I was in Chicago and I was supposed to get on the train to like take the train from work back home. And I just remember being like, I don't want to go home. I don't have anywhere. To, I don't have anywhere to be. So I was like, I'm going to walk home in Chicago. So I walked, uh, uh, not an untold walk, but I walked like maybe a two and a half hour, three hour walk home. And it was one of the best and worst days of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the The only thing when people are like, do you miss New York? The only thing that I miss is walking around. God, it's so great. The walking especially is so good. In, yeah, walking around, listening to music. Yeah. Especially in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's just a little bit of cold. Just a little bit, but not too much. But just that you get warmed up as you walk. Oh, mm-hmm. I walk around like neighborhoods here in town. You do? 
Oh, I do. I take walks a lot. Yeah. I, man, I used to. And the, the couple neighborhoods that I found good for it, I've kind of burnt out on them. It's like when you listen to a song too many yeah. times, like I've walked around those neighborhoods too many times. That is true. I'm starting to burn out on my walk a little bit. Yeah. I need new I need new neighborhoods because I also I don't like the hikes. I don't like the like wilderness hikes. I did a hike like a week ago. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't. Why do people do it? I don't know. I also and I'll call I'll, I'll people will be like, do you want to go on a hike? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then they'll be like, where? And I'm like, um, this neighborhood with all these houses yes. in it. And they're like, is that a hike? I'm like, is it not? Is it not a hike? It's different. I'm great at talking people out of hikes. Yeah. A friend asked me, to. she was like, do you want breakfast or a hike tomorrow? And I was like, how about breakfast? <laughs> Why do we need to hike? Uh, hills? No. I, I like nature fine. I don't want it to be like, it's always crowded with other people yeah. that are like filming That's, themselves the whole uh, time. Yeah. Well, and here it's also such a dry nature. Oh. It's like a dusty there's no Dry. spit left in your mouth. Yeah. 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 If this if we if it was a lush sort of walk around hike, yeah, sure. Yeah. I would do that. But I don't know. I get and then so, because so many people do it, you'll have like a couple rappers there like a like a like a rapper in the dirt. Are you saying W R A or oh, R A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like from an old candy bar, not from not <laughs> from like Rockefeller. Eric Kim just yeah. in the, hanging out in the yeah, dirt. <laughs> I just don't like that. Like I feel like Kanye's got more to do. Like, let's not let this happen. Um, no, but yeah, it's a yeah. So so, and also I. The other thing about walking around cities, especially in this sort of situation, you're surrounded by people. Yes. There, are, so you can't isolate too much, which is that's the danger after a breakup. Absolutely true. I kind of I need to be around people, but I don't want to interact with them. Don't want to talk to them. Yes. And I really loved a breakup. I would. Since high school, I would like wallow. That, that's what I called it. Like, and now I use it as like a healthy. I've convinced myself I have found a healthy way to do it. But I would just be like, whatever it is I'm feeling, I'm going to be in it. Like so deep I can hang up posters for at least a couple of weeks. And I'm going to cry randomly. And I'm going to be a real mess everywhere I go. Um, and weirdly, it kind of helped regulate me as a, when I was younger. And now I kind of have figured out how to do it in like smaller, shorter periods of time. But like... A friend of mine was saying that in high, well, not even a friend, a girl I barely know from high school was like, oh, I remember in that one English class that you had like a two month period that you were just crying in class every day. And I was like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> and you know what? Don't remember who the guy was. What's not important. What was more important was that I was being really overdramatic in class. Well, but that's also as teenagers, um, you suddenly all these new emotion <sighs> valves have opened in their head and they are not regulated. Floodgates. They, yeah, they're like. On all the way, on off the off all the way, on all, and so you're like, ah, I don't know how yeah. to deal with any of these feelings. They're too big. Were you like that in high school too? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I cried in the wrong places all the time. Yeah, um, I needed hugs a Ooh, lot. Oh, interesting. Would yeah. request or would get would just take? Yeah, I, re- I I request it, and I and and that sounds way cringier than I mean, it is very cringy, but <laughs> but I was also like a like a, a hardcore punk kid. Me too. That's so, the thing that so was I weird. So I wasn't like yeah. walking around in like flowered Peter Pan collars yeah. being like, somebody hug me. Yeah. I would just be like at the park talking about how everything sucks and then be like, yeah, I kind of need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew to ask for what you wanted. That's Im- that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, though, though I do not miss uh, high school feelings. No, they... Uh, you know what? Sometimes I do because it's rare that I feel that intensely ever anymore. There, do you know the musical um, Next to Normal? 
I don't. You, you might find it interesting. Okay. It is about a woman who I believe it's bipolar that oh, she has. Okay. Um, and there's a big reveal. She's she's got mental problems, and there's kind of a big reveal as to part of why in the second act. Anywho, um, but and it, and she she's a mother of of a family, and it's about how like she affects everybody, and they affect her, and like the different treatment options that she tries. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, it's kind of like that's a musical. Yeah. Yes, it is. But there's one song in it called um, "I Miss the Mountains." Which is when she's been medicated. Oh, yeah, and she's everything's singing, just flatland. Yeah, and she's singing about like how she she misses the oh, that's amazing. those emotional mountains. It's, it's a pretty great song. There's some great because there's valleys there. too that are very deep and awful, mm-hmm. but also there are mountains. Yeah, 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 and the careening is kind of part of what she misses. Interesting, even as un, unhealthy and and scary as it could feel. That's a yeah. That's the thing. I when I was a therapist, I worked with people on that too. Like you're not going to have extreme, and it, it's going to suck. You're not going to have extreme mood changes, and you're going to hate it. You're going to miss them, and you're going to have to grieve them. Because, and maybe you'll still have them every once in a while. But yeah, I I feel. I mean, I'm quite regulated now. And every once in a while, when it like I get super emotional about something, I'm like, oh yeah. It's like you like feel like, oh, this is what that felt like. All right, uh-huh. I'm in it. I'm doing a shoulder move. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I I. I do that a lot with music. I, I yeah. say I, f- I feel like I do music like drugs. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Angry days, sad days, when I want to like hook into. Mm-hmm. I also, if I'm writing about a certain time period in my life, I'll listen to music I was listening to then mm-hmm. to get me back there. It's yeah. like immediate. They say smells are the most evocative, but I don't music know. <laughs> is pretty far up there for me. And I don't know how to recreate like a, a guy's B.O. and patchouli. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if I did, <laughs> I would never have to date again. <laughs> I I'd be fine. Um, <laughs> let's get into this playlist. Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, the first choice is uh, is your song. Oh, okay. So the first choice is a song called uh, Your Ex-Lover is Dead by the band Stars. Uh, and to let you know, at one point in my life, as an adult, I was planning on getting the first quote of this song tattooed on my body. Wow. And it is a very intense quote. And my therapist was like, you might want to think about not doing that and thinking about why you want that tattooed on yourself and what it means about you. Well, we got to hear that song then. Lord Jesus. Is this it? They're on. Just curious. (laughs) Do you know this band? I don't. I... I was looking them up, and even this song, I was like, well, I want to hear a whole musical of this song. <laughs> they have a really interesting style. This was a Chicago band for me. Ah, yeah. They're not from Chicago. No, but when you yeah. were living... Yeah, this came, it came out in December of 2005. The B-side of it was uh, Fairy Tale of New York. That's a great song, too. Yeah, God. Pogue's cover. <clears throat> God, that was strange to see you again Introduced by Said yes, I think we've met before. In that instant, it started to pour. Captured a taxi. Is that it? Oh no! It was the first. The quote I wanted to tattoo was when you have nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. That was the. That uh, is such a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, what are you doing? What are you? That's mean? what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, like uh, that's yeah. not uh, that's a, not, not not a dabbling tattoo. Like you can get that tattooed like inside your lip. Yeah, that like, was underneath uh, your eyes. I was in a weird spot, <laughs> and I what I ended up doing. I that was what my plan, and I ended up getting this tattoo on my wrist, which is just a French punctuation mark that denotes irony. Mm. Um, but weirdly. Uh, I got this tattoo 
was planning on getting the other one, got this one instead, uh, walking home from the first night that I met Kumail. I completely randomly did not hook up, didn't date, didn't just like met him and then walked home and stopped in a tattoo parlor on the way home, which is very strange. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I didn't really put it together until much later that like, oh, I, I got this the night I met you. And I didn't even realize that was a significant night in any way, shape or form. That's nuts. <laughs> it's like your life is a fairy tale, Emily. You it's should make a very... movie about it or something. <laughs> well, that would be in the... Oh, that couldn't even be in the sequel because we already covered that part. Damn it. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have, have you done uh, commentary tracks yet? <laughs> we have. God damn, damn it. it. We have to go back and do the whole uh, movie just from Emily's perspective because they have a movie. There was a movie like that ooh. with Jessica Chastain and somebody, somebody right? Well, also, uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That, uh, also, that could be a real trippy Wild to one. literally do the whole movie. Yeah. And then we have like a whole section of you. Oh, God. You what, know what? What's happening in your mind? I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. The, um, the whole thing with this song for me is that this is a song about a breakup that has ended a while ago and you're kind of over. Because it's a, to me, it's aspirational because it's these two people who see each other that haven't used to date and haven't seen each other in a long time. And there's one line in the song that I thought was really beautiful um, that is, uh, and not tattoo worthy for my body. Uh, I'm not sorry I met you. I'm not sorry. Uh, hold on. I'm not sorry I met you. I'm not sorry. It's over. I'm not sorry there's nothing to say. I'm not sorry I met you. I'm not sorry it's over. And I'm not sorry there's nothing to say. Yeah. There's nothing to say. Which is such a great, like, when you've really processed a breakup, like, that's cool. That was good. It's okay. Let's move on now. Yeah. 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 And uh, we, we got some little bruises from it. Yeah. That's what life is. You're yeah. supposed to get a little bruised. And they're in a car together writing. Somehow they end up in a car together because it's raining uh, and that, and he says that whole, and all of that time you thought I was sad, I was trying to remember your name. And it's like, oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> Just like, it's kind of the flip side of what a fool believes. Ooh, interesting. You know, yeah. uh, that, that, that whole thing, as he, as he rises to her apology, any other fool would surely know he's watching her go. Like that, that's, they're meeting up and they've broken up. Yeah. Well, for him, they had had this big love affair and she's like, yeah, I thought yeah. we were just pals. I don't really remember. I'm so stuff. fascinated by that. Yeah. How like you can kind of remember a relationship differently years later and that the other person we're in remembers, always will remember the relationship completely differently than you. It'll always mean something different to you than it does to them. And yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And uh, they, we, we carry around these little teeny tiny tragedies. Yeah. And they only mean something to you. Yeah. Not just, to anybody else. Do, do, do. Just tuck them in your pocket and keep moving and, you know, take yeah. them out every once in a while. So would you have gotten <clears throat> this tattooed if you hadn't met Kumail? I don't know. <laughs> what, I would do you have stopped and been like... <laughs> Also, I want bat wings around it <laughs> and chains. I think my therapist had pretty flames. much talked talked me out of getting it, and I. But I still part of me was like, "Man, we still get it. You don't you don't know me." <laughs> but I knew in my grown up heart, like I should not get that tattoo. That's kind of an intense. Like also, that basically that means I'm gonna. I want to destroy myself, and yeah. I'm kind of out of that. I want to be out of like the self destructive phase of my life because I was in one for a long time, and uh, so I thought. This, what I wanted, this tattoo was a punctuation mark. And I thought, what I want is a punctuation mark. Because what I love to do is writing. And so I'll get and that you, represented instead. This was when you were still I was a, a therapist. therapist mm -hmm. So you weren't a professional writer yet? Not at all. It was just a you hobby. tattooed it into existence. <laughs> I guess, with a French punctuation mark. Hey, we do what we can. It to you. <laughs> However you talk to yourself, that's how you talk to yourself. Right? 
Um, well, my first pick for the playlist is Lost in the World by Kanye featuring Bon Iver. Ooh, Bon Iver. Bon Iver, bon Iver thank you. Someone has corrected me. That's how I knew to correct you. So this beginning part is just like a slightly, I think, stepped up and, and a little bit more electro- electronified mm-hmm. version of the Bon Iver woods. Oh, I know like three of Bon Iver's songs. So, so pretty. I feel like the, the obvious Kanye breakup choice is 808s and Heartbreak. So everybody already knows that. Yeah. This isn't that one you need to. Yeah. But... I do break up like breakups like drugs, or not breakups like I do songs like drugs, <laughs> and so many of these breakup songs can just like drag you down. Mm-hmm. And this is like a like there's a couple on here that I'm like you're sad, but you're like I gotta keep yeah going, and now I, I gotta focus on on me in a different way. And um, but that one does have the because of the bunny bear has these dips into like loneliness that feel very yeah all by yourself sort of which is a good feeling it can be good to tap into someone else feeling alone like somehow when i'm alone i want to know other people feel as bad as i do oh absolutely yeah desperately um i've and i feel i feel like it it, it's reassuring it's like oh yeah other people have felt like this also it's not a oh a a crazy thing that you feel like this it's totally normal i'm as alone as everybody else Mm -hmm. yeah and triumphant i also i I like a breakup song that feels triumphant even though if i'm not feeling it i want to fake that because i want to i think part of me always knew too like i'm gonna be okay I'm gonna get past. I'm gonna get past this. It'll be fine, but I don't know how, and I don't know when, and I don't know what the fuck will need to happen to get that to happen. But like, it's gonna be okay. It'll yeah. be all right. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things in life that when it happens, like, and when I see it happen to my friends, I'm like, oh, it sucks that you're gonna have to be, or I'm gonna have to be upset about this for a while. Yeah. I'm like, like you shake out the calendar. Yeah. And you're like, like I just, I'm gonna have to be upset for a while. Yep. yep. I can't. I can't like. Can I can I pay extra now? Yeah, like the, the front of the line upset. pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would I would totally pay money to skip that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe not though. No, I would. I would. I mean to shorten it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the other thing is like the it's one of those things that you think gets easier as you get older, and I think that it actually maybe is the reverse. Yeah, because you know how. But how painful it can be when you're getting towards it, That's and you're right. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then <laughs> when you're in it, you're like, oh, still, I st- this, yeah. this didn't work out. Also, yeah. Oh, Whereas wow. when you're like 20, you're like, ah, whatever. This didn't work out. Also, yeah. That's so intense. It can be a real like, oh, wow. It's right. also the familiarity of it. I, I imagine after a while, like, oh, cool, this, this again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, world. Yeah. I weirdly, from my first marriage, did not was not that upset at its dissolution. Dissolution? Disso- I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not upset when we broke up. Uh, we were lovely friends. We just didn't have a lot. But the first guy I dated after him, who was like a nothing guy, when he dumped me uh, very spontaneously, I was so upset. And I realized I'd been putting all of it. That yeah. happens so often. Yeah. That totally happened mm. to me. I, I I ended a three-year relationship that had that in s- some point ways you count it was like eight years because we had dated wow. and then broken up and then yeah. got back together. Um, and yeah, broke up and was a little sad and then totally over it. Yep. And then dated somebody else for like nine months. <laughs> and when that ended, I was like, how dare the world? <laughs> this is awful a tragedy. Maybe that's the only front of the line pass you get. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> you're like, you know what? I'll, do, I'll do this twice next time. How about <laughs> yeah, that? Twice. 
Can I just double do it with the next relationship? Thank you. That'll make things easier. That guy was like three weeks and I was like, oh, God. And my best friend was like, what's wrong with you? This guy was not worth all that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've for sure been that friend also being like, do you think maybe you're feeling some things about other stuff at the same time? No. My friends are like, no. Never. Never. He was just so special. We were going to be together. I I mean, you know, and his last name, which was, oh, God, what was his last name? I don't. It was beautiful, whatever it was. I think I told my friend, all we have to do is work on his alcoholism and we'd be perfect together. Oh, my God. That's all I have to do is yeah. work on that. Yeah, listen, if he was, if all we need to do is just make him a different person, oh and this is going to be perfect. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Uh, <clears throat> my next one. Oh. Uh, my next one is uh, Bad Religion by Frank Ocean. Now, it's a, I was trying to think of breakup songs that uh, that are since I've been in a relationship because I've been in the game for a while now. And this is a song that the first time I heard it hit me in that exact same spot of like, oh, just like, just so miserable and just talking to strangers because there's no one else you can turn to uh, because you don't know what you're going to do with your heart. And it's such a beautiful song. This song still gets me every time I hear it. <clears throat> It feel it sounds very oh. sad and lonely. Just don't run the deep. <laughs> it's so, this whole album is ridiculous. Oh, first it's off. nuts. Uh, Orange, yeah, or Channel Orange, yeah, um, from 2012. Also, was that 2012? Yeah, Jesus. Um, it's just lovely, and it's also a love about a love that you kind of knew was doomed from the start, which I think is really beautiful. Um, and yeah. so that that song is is one that when I need to kind of get back in that spot, and it's a newer song and not one that's connected to an actual breakup, because most of mine are connected to real breakups. That's one I go for. Yeah, yeah. The the knew it was from doomed from the start thing. I have a very foolish relationship with where that that whole concept. I'm like, it's brave, so romantic. It's right? brave yeah. to try it anyway, even yeah. though you know it's doomed from the start. You're it's, gonna you're gonna give it a shot. When does that shift from brave to self destructive? You know, like what is that? Oh, it's always both. <laughs> it's always both. <laughs> and I, you know, I was so self destructive when I was a young woman, and I I worked hard to like get myself in place and a lot of stuff. But I realized I was still I was doing I was self destructing in other ways that were like healthy, like getting into relationships like that that I knew were doomed from the start. But I was being romantic and taking a chance, or like working way too hard and not eating throughout a day. Mm-hmm. Like that's self destructive too. All this stuff is. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but look how hard. I'm working. Yeah. Aren't I amazing? And look mm-hmm. at me with this guy that I know it's not going to work, but we're going to try it anyway because we are going to take chances in life. And it's mm-hmm. like, how many times can you do that before you are just like, you might as well just be stabbing a pin into your arm over and over again? Yeah. And then it makes you scared to take smarter choices. Yeah, that's right. Because you just get gun shy about chances in general. That's exactly right. Big right. chances that you that you know aren't good chances anyway. That's maybe what it is, is that gut check of like, this is not, I know this is bad versus a chance that doesn't feel either way. A chance that is just like, okay, we'll see what happens. But I feel like, at least with relationships, I always knew when I was going into one that was going to fail. Did have did you date a lot? Because I feel like you, you got married pretty young, <laughs> right? Very young uh, and then got separated and dated before and after, like before the, the marriage and after the marriage for a bit, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I didn't, I haven't dated... I've dated a lot, uh, but often in very short spurts mm-hmm. and very intense relationships that were very, very short uh, and often self-destructive. Yeah. 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 Um, what, what was your type? 
All kinds. I kind of <laughs> I swung around. I I went a lot with like brooding artists. That was sure. like yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Dated a lot of comics. I had I only dated one comic before Camille. Oh, you dated another one. One other and only a date. Uh, and it just, he wasn't over his ex. It just wasn't ever going to work. Uh-huh. Like, no part of it. Like, that wasn't even, I don't even consider that dating. That was a date. Um, but mostly musicians. A lot of musicians. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple of those, yeah. too. And, yeah. Um, I feel like I got burned by musicians early enough that I was like, I'm not going to date any musicians. Like, that was yeah. one of my first little rules because I was like, <clears throat> I think they do emotions they, 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 I think they're into emotions so that they can generate songs for them. Interesting. So they, they like yeah. peaks and valleys yeah. in because they're like, yay, now I get to make something from it. Yeah. Um, and so, or also that I'm a genius and you don't understand me. And it's like, dude, you're not that complicated. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> I swear you're not as complicated as you think you are. No. Just- <laughs> no, it's different from with other people. <laughs> you don't get it in my head. It's just like... Like, I can't Whoa. talk to normal people. Yeah. I had a lot of guys tell me, I can't talk, I can't go uh, and meet your friends because I don't know how to talk to normal people. I mean, <laughs> the things that they have said, <laughs> I cannot, I feel, I think that if I, if I hear another guy say, I just, I, I just, I don't, I, I kind of, I don't know what's going on with me right now. <gasps> I just don't know what my deal, I don't know what my deal is. <gasps> I'll turn into uh, a beam of light. Sure. And just ascend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That or 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 I'll 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 explode into a flock of birds, something like that. I want to picture the guy's face as he's telling you that, and then he just gets splashed with like <laughs> matter. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, oh, she exploded. <laughs> now I've got a new song. I guess. Yeah. So you did musicians, comedians. Well, and also the thing with comedians, I did improvisers when I was an improviser, okay. and then when I started <clears> doing stand up, I was like, I will not date stand ups because I've already. I already f- saw what happened yeah. in the improv world. That like I, would j- I was just somebody's girlfriend always. People it's didn't so learn my crazy, name, right? Yeah, they didn't learn my name. If I did anything funny or good, they were like, "Oh, well, it's because yep, you're with them," and they helped it out. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I touching on something here, Emily? <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely true. Yeah. People assume that anything emotional in our movie was written by me, and anything funny in the movie was written by Kumail, <sighs> and that there's no. No, if they if they think I even helped in the movie. I mean, at all. one of the moments that I think is both that d- got my gut so was the uh, the the like oh I love when men test my <laughs> my taste. I was like oh she knows she knows. <laughs> I lo- yeah, some of the men on our team didn't understand that scene, uh, <laughs> and I thought that's exactly why. Thank God that got to my eyeballs and you ears. You gotta do it, it right? It was, it was great. Because yeah. how many of us, like, nerdy punk rock girls have grown up with men, for, like, <sighs> testing us on our taste? I mean, it's such a thing. <laughs> and that was a big breakthrough for me as an adult where I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to like any mm-hmm. music or any movies. Yep. or any Like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And Sorry. that's okay. And that doesn't mean that I have bad taste if yeah. I don't like the thing that you like. Oh, another yeah. thing I cannot hear anymore. Mm. Uh, this, I will turn into a freight train and smash okay. everything. Okay. If, uh, if I ever hear a guy say, uh, yeah, you just don't get it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> About some sort of movie or whatever. Like, no, I get it. I just <sighs> don't agree with you. That ends up being horror movies a lot, I think, for, uh, for people. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, are you a horror fan? I'm a huge horror fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. me too. Um, but that's what women, my female friends say that they often are told that they don't get horror movies. Like, no, it's, I, I get it. I don't like it. I I feel mm. like like male fil- filmmakers should be allowed to have their point of view. Their and, gaze. And tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. The problem is it's just, it's so weighted in that direction. Yeah. We just need to have way more other things also so that we can tell that's not the the way things are. Yeah. 
that's the way things are from this point of view. Yeah. It's seen like that's normal mm. and all these other things are specialized yeah. and weird. And like niche. Ooh, look how weird this is. No, no, yeah. no. This is just the other half of the population getting to like tell a story. I didn't even think about what the female gaze was until there was an event. I think it was at Sundance when our movie was at Sundance. It was January 2017. And someone mentioned the female gaze. And it was literally the first time that I was like, yeah, that's going to be different mm-hmm. than the male gaze. And I am a grown-ass woman who is quite feminist. And just for movies, it had not occurred to me to think about what that would look like. I was watching a, people talk about it, and uh, it kind of blew my mind. And, and that happened last year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I mean. And it's not like I hadn't, I could tell that things, you know, if you have a camera on a woman's ass the entire time, I knew that, like that, but I hadn't thought about the reverse of it at all. Oh, one of the it, things that always bothered me was all the coming of age stories where girls or teenage girls were always painted like, hey, I know about sex and maybe something will happen. See you at the party later? And the guys were like, whoa, how do we even? And I'm like, that is not my experience. <laughs> not my experience as a teenage girl is like, what? Where do they go? I want one to touch. I don't sweating? know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, one side is very wet, and the other side is new sweating. I hope like, that he doesn't touch me there. I'm sweating yeah, there. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. So, so movies <clears throat> that have shown even like parts of that, like uh, um, Lady Bird, of course. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's nice that people are showing those those experiences. Yeah, the lady, the lady parts of those. Yeah. Yeah. That it, that scene in our movie is one that women will comment on a lot, as, as well as the I have to take a shit scene and not in the middle of the night, not knowing where to go, mm-hmm. um, which was another scene that we had to kind of fight to keep in because they were like, it doesn't really add to the story. I'm like, it does for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it like t- tells you so much about that. I mean, I don't need to explain your movie right. to you, but it tells you so much about that couple that you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, they, 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 they're, they're being real with each other. And why haven't we seen that in a movie? Every woman I know has has a story of having to find somewhere to go early in a relationship. Yeah. Every woman I know, but I'd never... And I'm not saying we're amazing. I'm saying, like, how many times has that been cut out of a movie? I'm sure a billion. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I I don't, I don't know. I wish it was a billion. But I've, how many stories have you even been started from that point of view? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, break Anyway, songs. yeah, back, break, back to breakup songs. Bad Religion by Frank Ocean. I mean, I, I wish the band Bad Religion had a song called Frank Ocean. That, that should happen. Great, right? Yes. Um, and it's about getting together with someone. Oh, yeah. In the watery depths. Yes. Um, so my next song is um, It's Living Without You, the alternate version um, by Harry Nelson. My guts. Oh, I don't know this. Song. It's from Nelson the Does Newman. Nelson sings Newman. I'll just uh, delay you. The paper hits the door. The subway shakes my floor. And I think about you. Oh, God. <laughs> Time to face the dawn and gray. Of another lonely day. Yeah. Aristotle's like, take it down. And we're like, take it up. <laughs> you know what? Let's go through a whole a whole little chorus here. Just just so you can hear. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard without you. Okay, so this, uh, yeah, it's by 
Randy Newman, mm-hmm. recorded by Harry Nelson. There's a there's another version of it um, that is a little bit a little bit uh, more glossy. Also by Harry Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is an alternate version that's like an extra track on it, um, and I I like the the version where it he sounds even his voice is even more like delicate and and God. a little bit unsure of like word placement and and rhythm and stuff, um, but yeah, just that that idea of like I do the the, the milk truck brings the song up sound the world is going Still on I do happening. this and I think about you oh God and I do this and the and the subway shakes the floor and I think about you just oh. That is that feeling of being trapped. Yeah, yeah. In that, in that breakup grief where you're like, whatever I'm doing, it's this behind is it. it. This is everywhere. Yep. I was going to put the, um, I didn't do it, but the Bob Dylan song, Most of the Time, that's one that like destroys me of like, I'm fine most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm fine. Yeah. And then every once in a while, that song I'm going to have to, Kumail is a lover of breakup songs. His uh-huh. pocket is like sad breakup songs. That's all he listens to. It is hilarious to just look at his music taste. Uh, and I don't know if he knows that song, but I'm going to get it for him. Yeah, I'm a huge Harry Nelson fan. And this that collaboration that he did with Randy Newman is just so great. He, because um, Randy Newman wasn't seen as a, um, a vocalist at that point. So really? He, yeah. So he got he was, oh was he a would get other people to get it. And, oh, and so wow. this was and this was like a release that was like really them kind of working together to to focus on each other. Like this is Nilsson. This is Newman. This is what they can do together. Oh wow. Yeah. And um, it, and then he in '93 he was planning on doing a. Newman sings Nilsson and then Harry Nilsson died and so instead he released um, I think it's called like Everybody Sings Nilsson where he just did one track on it and had all these different people oh, that's do, beautiful like Brian Wilson does a track yeah it's the it's Nilsons all, the Wilsons yeah you got everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly um, <laughs> Rachel Bilson did a song on that <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was, it's an all rhyming Ruth song, Wilson uh, all rhyming track um, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but the, but yeah, and I specifically this one I, I definitely remember having on my little CD Walkman. Oh at, yeah, at, that time. Yeah, in, in New York, standing on subway platforms, being like, uh, okay, yeah, gotta, gotta keep going with your life. Well, <laughs> you're real sad a lot of times because of this person. And if you're really sad, and this song comes on, I guess that didn't happen back then. You had kind of had to pick the songs you were going to play. Mm-hmm. Would there be a time that you'd be too sad to listen to that song? You wouldn't be ready for it, or would you always embrace this song? I think always embrace it. I mean, there there may be times where it would have gotten me even sadder than I was. Yeah, but it's but like with a breakup, sometimes it feels like that it's what you want to talk about all the time, but you know you can't. Yeah, and so then when someone brings it up, you're like, oh god, thanks. Yeah, yeah we can talk about now. This let now. me release this amount yeah. I've got, and that's like when a song comes on that's like. I'm about the breakup. I was like, oh, great. Okay, now I, we can talk about this now, you and me song. Yeah, I am <laughs> feeling those things. You're right. You nailed it, song. Oh, Harry. Um, or or Randy, really. Both of yeah, you both. working together. That's a beautiful. Well, yeah, and the way that he sings it is Whoa. so like, ooh. I, I mean, he's also famous for doing Without You. So this that's Living Without You. The other song is Without You, which then Mariah Carey covered that can Oh, that. If living is without you. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's a Harry Nilsson song. Um, okay. I know even even another cover of that song though. Probably. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, I cue to somebody else when I hear that. Um, but it, I can't think of who it is. Yeah. I mean, Mariah Carey made it pretty famous in like I guess the nineties. Um, but yeah. So so he's got a few breakup <laughs> breakup hits. Um, but this one really turns me up. I remember when Vision of Love came out. Uh, her first like song yeah. and my sister and I would just look at each other and be like this song 
oh my God, like both of us were just like, what a voice. I remember like specifically, I there are a few songs you remember where you were the first time you heard it and that Vision of Love was one of them. It, the best. Um, I ended up having that in a piano book when I was taking piano yeah. and I got a new piano teacher and she was like, maybe if we do pop songs, Eliza will actually practice. Did that so, work? No. Okay, no, fair enough. It didn't. Um, but I can, I for a long time, I could still play by memory, Vision of Love. <laughs> Mm. I could play I played Stevie Wonder's I just called to say I love you for at a piano recital mm. when I was very young and for a long time I can remember that it's gone now mm. completely gone no New Year's Day to celebrate yeah, I know right I got nothing <laughs> chocolate covered candy heart to give away <laughs> uh, and I didn't know the lyrics because I was so young I just knew how to play it and my mom would sing it while I would play it and I was like that's cool and then nothing oh yeah, I love the, those lyrics as a kid because it's so like it's the year <laughs> With what comes after February, March? It's got to be a March thing. So, uh, I think it's perfect for children. Um, but yeah, so that song is heartbreaking and will pull your heart out your butt. Um, yeah, that's a real. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we do? What do Mine do is yours? next. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I chose Whitney Houston all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an old school. That's like one of my first little baby. Will you go with me? And then the guy like the next day being like, "You're ugly." <laughs> And me being like, no, oh, it was. How dare he? <laughs> oh, God. Such innocent, hopeful feeling with this, what, uh, synthesizer? <laughs> and also, I feel like they maybe, couldn't they have played this at my fifth grade graduation? Which wasn't a real graduation, but just like they had an assembly. I feel like it would have been Greatest Love. <laughs> greatest Love is probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> This would have been hilarious, though. A fifth grade graduation, and just the fifth grade teacher crying in the corner. Marvin has left me! Again! (laughs) I mean, her voice, it's... It finally hit her all at once. Sometimes I just think about Whitney Houston, and I get so sad. I, I I can't relate to people who haven't watched all of her Grammy performances. Oh, and the Star Spangled Banner are like, are you kidding me? I watch that like once a month just to feel okay. Just to feel okay. Last weekend, I got trapped downtown um, uh, because it was the Lunar New Year. So oh, yeah. the traffic was mm-hmm. just completely bananas. And I, after sitting in traffic for like 20 minutes, I was like, you know what? Okay. So often I'm like, go downtown. What Downtown's are the things that great. I would want to do? Yeah. That I always mean to do when I do it. And mostly it's go to the little Tokyo Galleria. Sure. Uh, go grocery shopping. Uh Look at some cute things with cats on them. It's a great vegan restaurant there, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Shojin. Yeah. Um, and get a private karaoke room. Mm-hmm. Got a private karaoke room all by myself. Five dollars <laughs> when you're alone during the day and the weekend. Why not? And I made a rule for myself: only Whitney hits. I sang really? an hour of Whitney hits, blew my voice out entirely. By the end, I'm like just screaming, not hitting notes. But yeah, it was like but that felt great. It felt amazing. How is it to do karaoke in a room on one's own? Uh, I love it. Yeah. Have um, you done it before? Yeah. And I've also, uh, I've also gone on dates with guys where it's just the two of us in a karaoke room. I think that's a good date. That's a lovely date. I I yeah. love it. And a lot of people are like, you're a freak. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't that's know. That's super fun. Yeah. It, uh, with the, with the right fellas. Yeah. You have a good time. Um, I like it because I do love singing and I also like trying, like seeing if I can sing a song. And both of those things are not fun for group karaoke. That's absolutely true. You don't want to see somebody taking a big swing and a miss. (laughs) Or you don't want to see them a lot of times just taking a big swing at all. You want to see people like having fun and you don't want to see me like 
just tearing apart um, uh, all at once. Or um, I'm trying to think of any of the other ones I did. uh, uh, I'm your baby tonight. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I do that It's not right, but it's okay. Did you do that one too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Of course you did that one. Yep. Um, I'm every woman. Yep. uh, would I want to dance with somebody? I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. do that. Um, but I say, you know what? No shame. Yeah, go, that's go great. Have, that's a good time. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, five bucks. Why not? It's also like I'm always like I got to get home, and I'm like, why? Yeah. What do I have to get home to? Yeah. Ugh, nothing. Let's stay out here. Do what I. If I'm stuck in traffic, I was in Brentwood, and it took me a very long time to get home, and I just pulled over and like went to like a random coffee shop and sat, and I was like, this is enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I've good. done. I've gone to a movie before because the traffic was That's so bad. nice. Where I'm like, mm, in about two hours, it's probably going to be better. That's very smart. What are they? It's just a good life point? tip, really. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Especially LA. But this song was co-written by Michael Masser, who also co-wrote Didn't We Almost Have It All, <gasps> really? Saving All My Love For You, and Greatest Love Of All. What a, who is that guy? Where is he? What is he doing now? Co-writing songs, we I We should find him. Yeah. But those those are all bangers. That's amazing. That, that cre- song. I started counting teardrops, and at least a <sighs> million fell. Mm. Yeah, I, it's amazing how many. We always Camilla and I do a thing where we sing like songs like this in like a goth style because there's so many <laughs> songs that you could sing as Cure songs. Like this song, that song could be a Cure song easily. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact same thing. It's just yeah. slightly different intonations in the voice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's she's she's more of a like. They're, they're staring at different points in the distance. Yes. She's which going, which point up. in the distance are you staring? That will decide the genre of your sad song. She's like definitely soaring, whereas Robert Smith is like, I'm going to stay over here on the floor for a yeah. little while longer. And I feel like, okay. yeah, and like Morrissey is like full on eye contact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, get away. <laughs> yeah, too much. <laughs> We're this done. is intense. I don't enjoy this. I don't like it anymore. No, thank you. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was very glad that you picked this because I was like, good, okay, we're being honest here. <laughs> we're being fifth grade we're being honest. honest and real. We're not being fancy. Oh shit, I'm not gonna say his last name. Who broke up with you? Well, you know, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I I I, I, w- I was not a slick kid. I was a a funny, pudgy, yep, kid, um, who. And I, this is still me. That I, I, my way of connecting connecting is: What kind of dance can I do for you? <laughs> what kind of entertainment do you need? Would you? Will this joke make you like me? And <laughs> and that has never been the way that anyone is it, like. It doesn't actually work. Yeah, yeah, we have an emotional connection now. So yeah, it was a whole lot of like da da and like, da da. I'm exhausted at the end of this, and they're not tired at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And neither of us know each other. <laughs> and yet, I have been. Heartbroken. Yeah, I'm heartbroken and I'm very tired suddenly. Great job, everybody. We did it. We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have any any like middle school boyfriends, none of that stuff. I did not have them often, but I did have a couple and they were they were all like uh they were all very short lived and intense and I remember every moment of them because they were like, That's what I'm gonna yeah. I got romance. Yeah. yeah. And my sister, older sister had a gay uh, guy friend in high school who I thought for a little while had a crush on me because he was so sweet to me. And then I realized, oh, I kind of, it like clicked. He gave me a delight tape and I, <laughs> I everything it. kind of clicked and I was like, oh, okay, he's not flirting with me, but he is a wonderful human being to like look down on me and like take care of me and be like, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Older sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, high school when I was still in middle school mm-hmm. and I, we're still Instagram friends, that guy and I. <laughs> Sweetheart. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> My sister had a boyfriend um, 
that our whole family kind of fell in love with, and they broke up. But then they did an on and off again thing for a while. So this wasn't torturous for my sister okay. that we stayed friends with him. The family, yeah, that's intense for a high school boyfriend. Well, but she he was in college and she oh. was in high school, and I was in elementary school. Okay, and so he, he and he would still like every year take me to the state fair. Are you kidding me? No, nope. and nothing was weird. No. Yeah, and I think back and I'm like, if he was a weirdo, he fully would have been grooming me. But he wasn't. He was 100%. just a very nice guy who no one – he knew no one in my family. Also, like, I liked <clears> stuff that nobody else in my family liked. Like, they, I, I came from a very NPR family. Yeah. My sister was involved in professional theater from the time she was, like, 14, 15 years old. Um, my parents were, like, yeah, museum wow. folk. Okay. And I was like, I want to go to the state fair. I want to go to the mall. I want to see these gospel musicals that are touring through town. How come we can't go to those shows? You were like, the, the, everybody was bougie and you were like on the level. You were of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he kind of saw that and was like, all right, we could do some of these That's dumb fun. things you want to do. I'll, I'll, I can take you to that. <laughs> okay, That's know? really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because also, I mean, I guess also being like in your like a twenty one year old guy and seeing a kid like that, you would know. Okay, the path lay- being laid out in front of you is intense dorkdom. You will not be able to talk to any other kids yeah. in your classes. Yeah. You won't be able to relate to people unless someone steps in and starts letting you go to normal <laughs> movies. <laughs> and, That's very nice. Yeah. That's what I think my sister's friend was like trying to like could see that I had like crushing low self-esteem and was like, I'm going to make you feel better about yourself so you can get out there and like do what you need to do. And he did. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, and also, gosh, the power of giving music to a, to oh a kid. God. World click to mm-hmm. a, a middle schooler? Are you kidding me? Yes, cool. please. That still, that album is amazing. So my next song is um, "Against All Odds," Phil Collins. Oh God, no! <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be happening. <gasps> hey, man, you opened the door with "All at Once." Have you heard the Postal Service cover of this song? I have. That song rips me in half. <laughs> I, this one rips me. In I half. mean, this one is uh, just hearing Postal Service cover this song, which is like. I, I feel like postal service. The postal service version is like, like a spine outside of a body. Yeah, <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat spine. Fatality yes, has exactly. happened. <laughs> this is like a sad person. That's a spine. Oh God, um, this song's so great. It's so amazing. Have you heard the This American Life about it? No. Okay. NPR family. It's still in there. <laughs> For sure, it is. Um, the. The This American Life, which is episode 333. Oh, no, 339. Um, it's called The Breakup. And I, I think it's Starly Kine. It's one of their reporters mm-hmm. has just gone through a breakup. And she and her boyfriend were, um, they they would ironically quote this song to each other and be like, oh, Ugh. it's so cheesy, whatever. Oh, and then God. afterward, after the breakup, she was like, okay, I need to get this boyfriend back. And I keep thinking of these lyrics. And I need to write a, a breakup song that makes him see how much we should be together. And she ended up having friend, like a friend of a friend or something, some sort of connection to someone working on Phil Collins tour. And she got on the phone with him and he, and, and she, she first, she wrote a song with someone, I think. And then she played it for him. I can't remember. She how, played the, the song for Phil Collins. Yeah. And to like get notes on it. And he was like nice about it. And the, and then they also talked about this song and the thing that just fucking crushes me and makes me love this version more than the Postal Service is she asked him, he, he admits, like, this is what made him a solo artist. He was the drummer for yeah. um, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. And, I mean, would sing on stuff, but he wasn't a solo artist or the, really the singer. And then 
this song came out and he became Bill Collins. Bill Collins. And she was like, so yeah, so without this song, and, and he wrote this song about his divorce. Oh, wow. And she was like, so, because he was like, this is my breakup song. This is, the, that's where this came from. It's from the soundtrack to um, Against All Odds, but it was written that's right. for, he wrote about him. And she was like, well, given that, given what this did for your whole life, in hindsight, don't you kind of, you kind of wouldn't trade it, right? I mean, you kind of wouldn't trade what this did for you f- to have, like, if, if you could trade it and have your wife and have never gone through that breakup, would you have? Because it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be who you are now. And he was like, I would absolutely trade it. Oh, God. In That's, a heartbeat. Oh, my God. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, he still misses her. Oh, God. He still misses her and or his life. What that the, oh, going through that God. pain was just too much pain. Oh, like, you know, that's interesting. Is it the pain that he wants to avoid or is it that he wants to be with her still? I don't know. I don't God, know him well enough to find it. out. We should call him. We, can you get Phil on the line? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it, and um, <clears throat> I know that uh, people have asked Ira Glass what his favorite episode of This American Life is, and he's always like, well, I can't. I, I mean, I can't choose one of my... Cho- oh, The Breakup, that one, <laughs> the one with the Phil Collins song. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll have one. to listen to that one. Yeah, it's pretty great. But um, yeah, it's... It, it's a it's a sad song and it's silly I think to people but I I, love and it. I think it does seem corny to people I think all of Phil Collins seems corny to people but that's what I love about it is that it's unabashedly not ironically steadfastly this is how I'm feeling and it's very emotional right now and there's nothing rock and roll about it there's nothing cool about it it's just kind of raw and I think that's what he's like because you know you'll see him like at the time he presented an award show with Courtney Love and like Courtney was like trying to be sassy with him and you could tell he was like injured by it. You should watch the clip. Courtney Love and Phil Collins just look it up. He like gets angry with her and kind of gets upset. I think he's like a very sensitive dude. I think he just like feels things a lot. And that's why we get songs like that. But that's also why he's not good at presenting awards with Courtney Love. <laughs> both things are I true. Mean, it, they're both challenges, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mm. it's, uh, and, and, and the, the vulnerability of like, how can you do this to me? Yeah. How can you walk away? Look at me. Take like, a look at it me. It means so much to me and it doesn't mean anything oh, to God. you. How can it mean so much to me and not mean anything to you? Is like that, 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 that sad, innocent confusion of the, the yeah. break, the breaky. Just like you just picture him standing there and her like literally, oh God. Yeah. yeah that's destructive. Yeah. <sighs> Want to do your next song? Sometimes I just think about Phil Collins and I'm like, mm-hmm, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, having to watch that guy die and drown. Um. <laughs> so next we're going to do, I had to do a Cure song. Oh, of course. <laughs> Lifelong Cure, man. It's a great. Uh, good, from the edge of a deep, the deep green sea. I think, is it the or uh? Doesn't matter. The. Someone will call me out on it. Um, I picked this song because uh, of a line in it of, uh, there's many lines in the song that are great, but there's one where he's like, um, it, 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 like it's raining and he's like, uh, what's that on your face? And he's like, it's just rain. I smile, wiping my tears away. Uh, I wish I could just stop. I know another moment would break my heart. Too many tears, too many years, too many something I've cried for you. And it's, I, to me, it's like, it's both an angry song. Are we, can we play it? It's both an angry song and it's also like this, like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't be this upset all the time. That's what I always got out of this song. Um, and obviously, The Cure is great in a million reasons for all of your breakup needs, uh, all of your falling in love needs, <laughs> any need that you have, that in, like a, a drug addiction needs, any of those needs. Uh, but I remember a, I had a high school relationship that was very, like, intense and kind of on again, off again. And it was like we both were kind of into hurting each other, not physically, but just like 
we just kept hurting each other all the time. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that, that those early relationships where you're testing out what you what you can do to other people. Yes, you're testing like, your power. Oh, I, it matters to you if I say this yeah. or I do this, and yes. in a different way than it do, did with all my friendships. Yes, the it's thing like that you realize thing. later, like I I probably could say something to my husband that would destroy him. I probably have that in me. I'm not like. I, ha- I know what the words are. I know what I could say that would destroy him. I would never say it because I wouldn't do that to him. And But when you're a teenager, you're like, maybe I'll just do it then. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a very creepy... I think that's what love is sometimes, is like knowing the thing that would hurt the person the most and then not ever doing it. Knowing that that's off limits. And, and, I, and knowing that they know that about you. Oh, 100%. And that you can still trust them. To not do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's really, really beautiful. Oh, God. Just his voice. I literally, two nights ago, I was like... To Camille, do you think that I will ever meet Robert Smith? He was like, for sure. He was like, I don't know. He's really reclusive, Emily. He's really reclusive. You will. I have met uh, a lot of. You know what you need to do? Put it out. You need to go tattoo. (laughs) Get another little tiny French tattoo. (laughs) Just that, and then tonight, somehow, Mm -hmm. uh, I will put it into the world. I will do anything Mm -hmm. Uh, because I've met a lot of. I've met a lot of people this past year that have been amazing. I'm just saying, but to me, musicians are still the ones that are like untouchable and I can't even, I don't know, I don't know how to handle talking to them. The relationship that we have with music, like it crawls into your brain. I can't. So you're you're like, oh, hi, you, a tiny part of you lives inside of me. That's weird for both of us uh, that you have crawled in my ear and will always be there. I saw Superchunk just this past week. Yes. And uh, I love Superchunk and I've talked to Superchunk online because we're both from North Carolina and we've like arranged. Yeah. Yeah. They're very chatty They're online great, and it's it's a thrilling thing <laughs> i couldn't talk to them in person oh, i couldn't i was like should i talk like i saw them like walk around i was like i don't i don't have it i can't do it yeah. so i just watched them perform and uh, danced and then left uh and then i was like sorry i had to leave <laughs> online i'll do it all day long i cannot handle it well yeah because you can edit online yeah <laughs> no, i'm so clever you think before so you press charming. send so I mean, maybe if I get Robert Smith's uh, email address, do you think it's robertsmith at gmail.com? Probably. Yeah, I think it probably is. Um, with, the, with the writing thing, like, you, you, one thing you missed out on, uh, the text era of dating. <laughs> that is true. And although Camille and I were texting a lot and we were starting to date. Oh, yeah? That was a big part of our... But yeah, you had to do the, like, A-A-A-A-B-B-B-B-B-B. That's literally... We, I have a flip phone that has our the entire first few months of our relationship in it. That's I'm sure I can't access it anymore, but I still have the phone because we thought we might have to show it to the government because green card, whole thing. But, yeah, so we were... A little bit, but I didn't get to do it as much as uh, as much as I would want to. Because man, I'm good, <laughs> good online. It's tough for a writer to like not indulge. In yeah, that. right. Because you, I mean, I've got like books <laughs> with people that I'm like, oh, the dialogue, the world will never see. Oh, this is so great. Why are mm. we not in love? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that mm. all those scenes in um, uh, the Last Jedi when they're like talking through the wires. Yeah. I'm like, these are late night texts. That's that's right. This that maybe would have been better if they just had them like with the thumbs out. Yeah, it's fully what they were doing. And then the fact that when they met, they were like, oh my god, I thought you were totally different. I thought we had a completely different connection. I'm yeah, like, yeah, because you texted too much <laughs> before you met. Um, I took a class in internet culture in 1995. Oh, yeah. Wow. And um, part of our class did the class start with. A <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we read a lot of books about the internet culture, like novels, uh, like Blade Runner and stuff like that. And then we had a chat room we had to be in as part of the class. And there was a guy in the class that I never spoke to, but that online we would like talk about movies we loved and books we loved and all this great stuff. And then he never would speak to me in class. And I thought it was because he thought I was hideous. 
but maybe he thought he was hitting. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I, that's like a, our, we were just ships in the night in person, but online, oh, and it was kind of hot. I was like, just look at me, just say something, just say, I feel like that would have broken my brain. It did. It would have been like, am I living a delusion? What is happening? Am I writing myself? Like, is this the same guy? What's going on? Am I on Philip K. Dick drugs? (laughs) Is there another dimension? Um, yeah, there. Uh, this song is from uh, uh, Wish, from 1992. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Which was the same album that had Friday I'm in Love. Friday I'm in Love. Real um, different vibe. Very different. And didn't they? I always heard that they wrote that sarcastically. Well, it seemed so weird. Yeah. Like I feel like that Friday I'm in Love. I would think I'm not. I'm not a curehead as you, <laughs> as you are, but from my vantage point, it seems that Friday I'm in Love is their creep. Yes, or they're, or uh, like, you got to fight for your right to party. Like, yes. this is what you want? Oh, yeah. you wanted this? Well, but also, like, if that's what you like, you might not actually like this band. <laughs> that's right. That's not what, that's, what, right. that's not what the rest of the catalog is. <laughs> Whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. The rest of Pablo Honey is nothing like Creep. Yeah. Uh, All of it. Everything yeah. they've done. Anything they've ever done. But yeah, I agree. I think I've always heard this song that uh, Friday I'm in Love was a sarcastic song. And the rest of that album is good and very kind of rock and roll and angry. That's one of their, to me, angrier albums. And I kind of dug bad about it because I was like I can't just be sad all the time I need to feel something so anger so also anger yeah <laughs> that's that's a no joy. choice certainly no joy um so st- sticking in the 90s uh while you were listening to this um in addition to uh, the, the the punk I was listening to this uh this is the language or the kiss by the indigo girls <laughs> you said you wanted to do breakup songs okay okay you asked for I this mean, whoa, you're right I don't know anything about the Indigo Girls, and many of my uh, best friends are lesbians. And I just, whenever this one of my come best on, friends is a lesbian and hates the Indigo Girls, so I don't think that's a necessary connection. Every lesbian friend I have outside of LA is loves the Indigo Girls, and it's just a bone of contention that we always uh, make fun of each other about. Um, this song grabs my guts. Um, I th- this was from '94, so I don't know. I, I had no idea then, but it's about leaving a relationship because you have to go be an artist. Ooh. That's an interesting idea for a song. Yeah. It's a, and it's one of those songs that I know like every single word to. Of course. Why not? Where like too often I've been like, mm-hmm, yep, six and five were there. I stood outside and kept my eye upon that empty chair. <laughs> and do you, so you didn't get that that was what the song was about when you heard it as a I kid? I did, but, and I was like, that's sad. But then as I grew up and became a comedian, a writer, a performer, and have had, and have dealt with that struggle of yeah. your relationship with your art versus your relationship with this person, um, it, it, I've, and I, and I hear the song again, I'm like, oh God, this, it tears me up. Like, uh, one of the lyrics is, oh, the fear I've known that I might reap the praise of strangers and end up on my own. Oh, damn. Yeah. And um, there's also, uh, oh, mercy, what I what I won't give to have the things that mean the most not to mean the things I miss. Unforgiving the choice to live the language. Holy like Lord. Yeah. Do you feel that way as an artist? Uh, I do. I, f- I feel like there, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of reasons I'm single. <laughs> um, but I do feel like one of them has been... It's a very complicated life to involve someone in in a stable way. Yeah, you know, you're on the road a whole bunch. You're you get immersed in the uh, projects that you're immersed in 
so fully mm-hmm. that sometimes it leaves uh, it, it leaves little room for the person that you are connected with to connect with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I do feel like that. And having dated other art, artistic people, you know, with two people being pulled in different yeah. directions into the, the worlds of these projects that that we're working on or, or that are have taken over our brains, it's tough. Yeah. It's. Um, it's an ongoing struggle of like whose thing takes precedence and who do you like? Who gets the like? Who gets to take it easy and like, oh, I've got this thing right now, so just take it easy on me. And I was like, well, I also have this thing right now. Why aren't you take it easy on me? And then, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a tough thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's not even just a I'm busy, I'm, it, but it's but it's like where your brain exactly. goes. Yeah, like you you're you are in this world that you are creating. Yeah, and they aren't there. Yeah, and it's weird to try to send postcards. Yeah, I would often say to Kumail when he was, I would be like, you don't. Get, you have to find the extra energy. I'm real sorry. You're going to have to find it. I don't care how. Because uh, if you don't, I'm going to, I got to go. I can't. I, like when he was like a stand up, like, oh, I've got to do shows and I have to do this. I would, you know, I don't have the headspace. And I'd be like, fucking find it, buddy. Like I don't have a, I don't have any other. And now that I'm now more busy creatively, because that was back when I was a therapist and that job absolutely takes so much out of you. But you're well, and you're constantly emotionally managing Absolutely. people and, and doing emotional work. What's interesting in, in grad school, we, they literally taught us how to compartmentalize and how to like ritualize stuff at the beginning and the end of a day so that you could leave it mm-hmm. and that you would have, I am not working now. Mm-hmm. That no matter, even if you had a client who is suicidal, you weren't always like, what do I do? And no one teaches comedians, performers, act, no one teaches them that. Like I had actual training in how to compartmentalize. And I wasn't always great at it, but no one is teaching anybody that. And everybody needs that skill because otherwise these are all jobs that you can do all the time, that you can think all the time. You have to make an effort to kind of to kind of pull yourself out of it and to kind of to try and make connections with other people that could hopefully make your art better. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's also hard. there's also like such emotional highs and lows. Like I've, I've I have friends. Uh, one thing that I think I have been good at because of having a theater background is the is coming in and out of the performance yes that like that this is when i'm performing yeah. and this is my relationship with the audience now and now i'm stop i've stopped and i have a different relationship yes. with you i have a different availability for you mm-hmm. now um and i know a lot of people they get such a high from being on stage give it all the time yeah yeah how These can are my i people. how can i keep this going how can i keep yeah. this going and that i think also creates a a, a different kind of difficulty for someone to connect with cuz how can one person compete with the love of a throng of yeah. people yeah and if if you want if it needs to feel like hundreds of people if that's what you actually then need it, then it hundreds can, of people then one who, person's never going to be yeah, able to hundreds of people who don't actually know anything about you in reality but just kind of like the words that you say on stage yeah okay buddy go for that and if that, that's what you need and that you don't have to risk with or yeah not at all have you seen mother mm-hmm. i that movie struck me it's very to me very similar to that like those and i have so many issues with that movie that we don't even need to get into but oh, no but i i, I found <laughs> found it fascinating because of all that and very fascinating that a director and actress ended up starting a relationship from that movie movie. (laughs) I was like did you guys see what you guys made because you convinced me of the opposite (laughs) when there's a point where he's he's saying something he's telling her how he's like I made I wrote this for you and I did this for you and then all the fans are coming in and he's like yes of course I wrote this for you Mm -hmm. and I in the theater by myself started sobbing oh Oh, yeah I have (laughs) 
I have CDs full of songs that are quote unquote about me. Oh, I'm 100%. Like, oh, those weren't about me. Yeah, it had nothing to do with me. But okay. How many girls were told those were about yeah. them? How many times do I have to offer you my heart that you pull out and then it sets everything on fire and you start over? Okay, anyway, what's Whoa. the next song? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a big Indigo Girls fan. And uh, this is from the album Swampophilia, which also had Least Complicated on it, which was, kind of, I think, probably their biggest single. Okay. And I also love... Um, and find relevant in my life the, the quote from that um uh, f- uh and i and i never and i never oh and i bought you that ring cuz i never was cool cuz it was another another mistake Aww. i always i would i have given so many <laughs> gifts and and like initiated like i didn't know that like as the girl you're supposed to be like wait for the <laughs> they'll tell me I would be like, I made you a mixtape. I silk screened a T-shirt. Hey, remember when you said that thing? Look, it's art now. Um, I would say I love you way too soon. Oh, so yeah. Often. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it's all brave. of that. It's brave. <laughs> Just like I'm gonna put my whole self into this, and it is true. I often have done that when I knew it wasn't gonna end up well. But I'd rather, I'd always yeah. rather put it all in. Oh yeah, I'm. I I like that about myself. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy with it. It's a it's a, 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 a dorky part of me that I find adorable. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, good for you, <laughs> you, you you brave little weirdo. I would ascribe so much meaning to like the little thing I would give to a guy mm-hmm. too, and he wouldn't be aware of how much he didn't know how heavy it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. To him, it was just like a little toy, but to me, I'm like, this is my he heart, has my thing. Yeah, that and I gave him. Sh- whatever you do with it will indicate how you feel about me. So choose what. And I would never say any of that. So then, when I would find it in the back of his car, I'd be brokenhearted, and he'd be like, what, what. And you're like, we were playing a game that you didn't know the rules exactly. to, and you lost it. You lost, and then somehow I lost too. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that that happened a lot too. Uh, young love, <laughs> uh, it should be illegal. Yeah. Um, speaking of the postal service, okay. So um, this is a okay. So I chose nothing better by the postal service. Um, what's weird about this song is, I was married before. Lovely guy, just not my guy. Good guy, wonderful guy. We're still fine. Uh, we had we're on... reading between the lines. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You always say such <laughs> nice things. Um, we had a CD player that was an alarm clock, and it would play a, a song, and it was set to play this song when the alarm went off. And we were when we were having the conversation that was ending our marriage. No, this motherfucking song came on soundtrack, and it was so bonkers. And that, that's what I still really appreciate about him is that we were able to look at each other and be like. Okay, now this is a bit much. And we laughed. We laughed that this song was coming on as our marriage was falling apart. And the idea that this song coming on while your marriage is falling apart is just insanity. <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And this and it's um it could only happen during a very specific three-year window exactly exactly that we had one specific cd that was in that cd player that was our alarm clock because that was a new thing at one point that you could use a cd to wake mm-hmm. you up um the postal service was a very new thing at one point also oh my god so new i remember being like so well, great this sounds like the future i and they did it all by mail that's why it's called mm-hmm. the postal yeah. so we all know that okay uh <laughs> but it is such a great song of like the narratives we create for ourselves about the relationships we're in and how they are so different just like breakups we were saying earlier you always remember them differently these are two people that were like this this is not what we were. You, this is you want to grow old me. We don't even really like each other. What are we doing? And I'm not saying that's how my breakup with my first husband was. It was pretty mutual. We're reading between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it just that 
when I hear that song, all I picture is the two of us like looking at each other like, really? This is happening right now as we're like negotiating who's going to take what, when are we going to, who's going to leave, um, which is a very, uh. moving out from someone's house, regardless of marriage, that's a huge thing to kind of dissolve, but leaving someone's home that you've like, the two of you have bought things together mm-hmm. is a very, very intense thing to do yeah. overall. I, I snuck out of one. Yeah? Just left everything? Well, yeah, I didn't mean to. I didn't know that was what was happening. I moved out here and he was supposed to follow. Oh, fuck. And um, while I was out here, we broke up long distance. Oh. And then he had to be like, hey, can you get your shit out of my house? Um, and I had moved like a lot of stuff so that I could move here. Right. Um, so I had a lot of it, but then mm. a bunch of it I had to just like pay someone to, because I couldn't. Yeah, you weren't going to go back for to do it. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't afford it financially or emotionally. No, <laughs> so, certainly not. Um, I paid his sister to box things up. And I think it was also by the time he was moving out too. Um uh, to box stuff up and put it into storage mm-hmm. in my my sister's basement. Um, so, yeah, that was, and I, f- I felt felt bad about having doing it that way. But I was like, also, you initiated this, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So not and not also super things bad. happen the way they happen. Yeah, absolutely. My the 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 weird breakup moment for me was a I remember being on the street and ha- and being in a conversation on the phone with my boyfriend in New York and then suddenly half n- no nothing bad not a fight or anything um and then suddenly halfway through it I was like hey, should we wow that was it huh should we break up and he was like I don't I don't know wow and I was like yeah me neither and he was like yeah let, let's talk tomorrow and I was like oh, okay and it was so weird like it was one of those moments where it it feels like you're like kind of lifted out of your life and, yeah. and uh, turned just a degree. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, now things... They don't fit back in that hole anymore. Yeah. 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 Can't go back. Yeah. And the next day we talked and we're like, yeah, we broke up. The rough part is when people try to go back after that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, I, and I for sure did. Oh, I mean, not hard, hard but like, yeah. and it wasn't at that day, but because throughout the breakup, at some point in it, it just hurts too much and you're like... Mm. Maybe if I just go back, it's not going to hurt anymore. Yeah, and you it's just not want even the pain the, to stop. Yeah, it's yeah. not even that you like really. And I think in the moment you think, no, it is. I, it's that I I want to be back in that and that and that worked and it fit. But really, it's like I need to make this pain stop. Yeah, How, what can I do? And you know, and some like, people write great songs. Some people get real drunk, and some, yeah, people, some people get back together. Develop drug <laughs> addictions. Uh, all kinds of things can happen. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's wow. It's a it's a real pain. People do not like. No, it's not fun. It's not super fun. And speaking of (laughs) drug addictions, uh, my next song is Sober by Childish Gambino. Oh. Not not really a sad... I will say I don't know this song very well. Really? Yeah. Is this on the new or the old? Old. It's from uh, Kawhi. Kawhi? Kawhi. Kawhi. 2014. Congrats. I just got the new one. <laughs> the new new one? Or? No, no, no. The old new one. <laughs> what a um, great voice, huh? Yeah. Who knew? He's Will Smith. He, it's the closest thing we have to a guy who, very, very, very talented musician, very talented TV career. Mm-hmm. It's soon he's going to be a fucking movie star. Yep. He's Lando. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And he has always been... Just he has has always had just a different sheen on him. So he's been Donald Glover. Something that you're like, 
yeah. this kid. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do here? Um, but this song, I feel like, is one of the, is that part of a breakup where you're just like your self-destructiveness has turned you into kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and like whether it's being belligerent to the person that you've broken up with or being careless with the next person that you're using partly to get through the breakup. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, you're not real proud of yourself. You're in that lash that, out face. Yeah, a little bit. Or yeah. even, even it's not even if it's not lash out, it's just like careless. Mm-hmm. It's you're you're bumping into people. You're not you're not poking people or punching people. You're just jostling them. And does a song is a song attempting to reckon with that or is a song being like, this no, is fucked up, I should not do this. No, it's just expressing it. It's, it's cool. just like as you go through the verses, it's like, oh he's uh He's, this is this isn't cool the way he's talking to people, um, but or in and at times it feels like he's trying to fool himself um, and fool this girl that he's talking to. Um, we all need a that, little forgiveness for that though, yeah. for like being a little bit yeah. Well, shitty. And, and that's the thing when you're like, what if, <clears throat> if throughout the the journey of the song, if you're like, what's going on, and then you get back to that chorus of, well, now that it's over, I'll never be sober. Oh. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. that's oh, where I we're get at. it. I get where now we are. Now we see how gotcha. this is happening. How long do you give a friend to be an asshole when they're going through a breakup, oh, or just to be like a you know what? Not it, fun. It depends. Yeah. It depends. I had a friend who like never dated when she was young, and then she got a boyfriend, and then was with him for like thirteen years, and then when they broke up, her that style of breakup was the way that you process feelings when you're like twelve. Yeah, because she, she hadn't had, had it. done that. Ooh. Yeah, gross. Ooh. And with someone else, I would have been like. You know what? We're done with this at this point. Grow after up. a little while. Yeah. But with her, I was like, ah, she doesn't know how to do this. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be worse than it is with most people. Yeah, that's true. I, I give people like a little while, but then I'm like, I often I will get sometimes people I don't know very well when people find out that I uh, was a therapist, like comedians, mm-hmm. wonderful folk. We'll be like, you want to get lunch? And I'll be like, oh yeah, cool. And then I find out they actually want to talk to me about their breakup. And I'm like, hey, um, can we like do other things? Talk about so like weird. literally anything else. That's like the first time I've ever heard of the the thing that everybody does, <clears throat> does to comedians when they're like, <laughs> oh, you're you're a comedian? Be yeah. funny. Yeah. Do it right now. We're, we're always like, oh, you don't do that to doctors. Apparently you do that to therapists, though. <laughs> and it doesn't happen. It's happened a handful of times. but And I don't even know if they realize that maybe they're just like part of them is like, I to see Emily. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I, I just get a little bummed out because I'm like, oh, but I don't want to well, do this. I can, I can see that also that you're you, you're m- more emotionally connected than I think a lot of comedians are. And if you're one of the only non-comedians in a comedian's <laughs> life, they're like, oh, that place that's feels true. like what I, I think need that's right true. now. That might this be more than like the, the therapy thing. background. Like the fact, and I'm a woman, often it's dudes and I'm a woman that they don't, it's not, there's yeah. no like there's nothing there, so let's get in. Yeah. And I got to say, a lot of times I, I kind of love it, too, because I do. That's my favorite thing. I like digging into relationships. That's always what I love to do. Um, but sometimes I'm like, okay, do you want to get lunch or something? <laughs> just give me a heads up. That's all. Just tell me what's up before that lunch. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, this is a heart-wrenching <laughs> playlist. I guess it was quote unquote fun. No, oh my it was. God. It was really fun. So <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Where can people find you? Um, I don't really tweet very much anymore. I, I think, yes. is I, yeah, uh, but I'm at Emily V. Gordon on social media. So I'm there. I'm on Instagram still. Uh, I might come back to Twitter at some point. It just kind of bumps me out. So mm-hmm. I don't do it right now. Um, you can watch The Big Sick. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Yeah. Uh, and it's on iTunes. And then, um, yeah, the rest of the stuff I'm working on probably won't be out for like a long time. So <laughs> look that's, for it later. That's great. Yeah. Hope you have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can find me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can find the podcast on Twitter at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com, where you can also find a link to our Patreon. Go ahead, become a patron. The podcast is produced by Aristotle Acevedo. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. And the art is by D. Billy from Duchess and the Queen Studio. And me. I helped. Okay, have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>